All right. Um, day nine. Man, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this one. <laughs> I think I think so far I've talked a lot about a lot of hard stuff. Um, you know, in these podcasts, um, <clears throat> and I think this one's going to be a hard one for me, mainly because I, I think I've always put it at the center of my life, the, the, it's been the revolving factor right something that I've now only begun to shift and something I'm still actually trying to understand personally because I feel like once I can understand it maybe I can finally change it um but there's still there's still there's something un, in my unconscious that I'm still trying to root and maybe maybe I can kind of help reveal it to myself just by, you know, talking about it and sort of, you know, digging back in the past. And so um, that's what I'm going to try to do right now. <clears throat> so one of the biggest, um, one of my, I, I would say the one thing that probably brings about the worst qualities of myself is when I encounter people, um, you know, specifically women that I feel that I see a potential with, right? And that, that is something that <clears throat> seems to be a huge trigger in my life. It, it, in me, it seems to be a very huge trigger. And so, when I encounter women that I feel that I have a potential, that we have a potential to be together, to be something, and that never happens, right? That's something that just, like, it, it really bothers me. And that's probably an understatement. <clears throat> By saying that it really bothers me. I mean, it really, like, gets to, like, the core of my being, right? And it it, it does get to me in such a degree that, you know, that is something that can definitely bring the worst qualities of myself. And there is one particular person that, you know, I never really treated well because of that I think you know I I kind of always I mean I know that she probably would say it's a mutual thing you know um, that she was in a relationship at the time and uh, she would you know but it's one of those things that (sighs) 
I, I, it, it makes, if I don't, if I don't dive into why these things trigger me, I will never understand. And I always leave myself in the same place as I was, right? And then what ends up happening is if I don't try to understand why this stuff triggers me, <clears throat> is that I leave myself to once again encounter another woman, right, who I see potential in, and then again, you know, it, I never see it becoming fulfilled, and then again, it bothers me. So this has been <clears throat> a repeating this a repeating pattern in my life, right? And constantly, right? There's always women that pop up, right? And there's no specific woman, really. But it's always, I mean, I know there's, <laughs> I mean, there is a woman that's basically a poster child for this, right? She's the original one that I saw the potential and it bothered me, right? And every now and then we interact with each other. And I know I had a recent interaction with her, actually. And, and it made me think again, why, why am I doing this again? Not, not in the sense of looking for anything, but why am I making contact or or, you know, actually, it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's like I didn't necessarily make contact. It just, but I am responding. So, yes, it is contact. But anyways, um, it definitely isn't one-sided. Let's put it that way. But anyways, this, this kind of made me think that you know, this thing, this, my obsession over potentials, right? So I've never had a problem with exes, right? Never. I never went back to them. I never, I never had a problem, right? But in terms of my actual relationships, like my, my official relationships, relationships that ended and stuff like that, um, those I've never had a problem with because those were potentials, you could say, that became realized and then we tried it and that's it, right? But it's specifically the potentials that never fulfilled, right? Those are the ones that bothered me a lot, right? It's like the biggest trigger, Right, and some of those women translate it to most of those women have the same exact qualities right it's it's not it they don't even vary by a specific degree like there is no difference it's the same it's basically the same wording, the same um idea it it still blows my mind how the <laughs> The universe, right, you could say, right, or I'll say God in this case too, I mean, whatever you want to believe in, 
right? Hands me, there's some lesson that I need to understand, right? Because these women that I encounter, they have the same qualities, right? They're not, they're not like the same people in terms of like what they like, what they enjoy, how they look, all this other stuff. But they say the exact same things. And they're left in the same exact position, meaning they don't know what they want, really, right? And they also tend to say the same things, right? They want to take it slow. They want to be friends. They want to be... But at the same time, their their friendship is confusing because they don't really... It's It's not really a friendship. It's just a position of placement for them because they don't know what to do with themselves and me right they just don't know so in order to understand anything right they have to put themselves and I in a position of friendship you know it's the only thing right And I used to hate this, right? I used to hate this concept. It used to get me so upset. Um, and it used to frustrate me. Because again, I'm that type of person, right? That's like, well, if, you know, like if you feel the potential, if you see the potential, why are you fighting it? You know what I mean? Why are you resisting it, you know? Why don't why don't we just try it? If it fails, then it fails. You know, the thing is, I have no fear of failure. What I fear the most, it seems, is never trying, right? Never attempting. I, that I get I guess that's, you know, where my difference lies with you know, these women in my life that I've encountered that have the same symptoms, right? The same thing, right? But really their symptoms is not their symptoms. It's my own symptoms, right? And I've always blamed um, these women for these things. And I've always held them responsible for all my feelings, all my suffering, you could say. I've always held them responsible. And and the thing is that they're not responsible. They're not. It's it's literally none of their fault. None. It has nothing to do with them. How they act, what they do, it has nothing to do with me. Right? It's nothing. And I, and I know <laughs> and it's always crazy cuz when I say these women have like the same kind of like the same qualities I mean they they still do because I've noticed all the women that I've ever truly thought of that had potential they they just they never truly left my life in a, in, a, in a way they never truly left right there's there's always some contact here and there you know once a year Every couple of months, it, it's, it, there's always been some contact, you know, it, 
it always amazes me how that happens, you know? Because typically I expect to cut these women off and then somehow something happens. You know, I come out of the woodwork, she comes out of the woodwork, whatever. It's, it's the same repeating thing, right? But there, there is <clears throat> particularly one that I know that I have a tendency to come back to um, historically. Right, historically, I do. And, you know, this is where you can easily fall into a trap. And a trap of ideals and a trap of your imagination. Right, and, and this is when I, I started realizing that I am becoming more aware of my own fantastical imagination right because what it can easily happen is this and slowly i'm starting to understand why people take their exes back to you know because that's been like my number one rule is like well and i think also this might have a play with it too right because i have created a strong identity within myself about i am the one that doesn't take anybody back right I have created that strong identity within myself. But I, what I've realized with this one specific girl, and it, it all happened during deployment as well, what I realized was that because I've made such a strong identity with never taking anybody back, and I know I mainly aimed it at, you know, official relationships, right? But with these potentials, that's what this is what um, I will call it. These these you know these women that I see potentials in. With these potentials, though, I I kept coming back. You know what I mean? Or, in matter of fact, I'm not going to say I. It's 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 a matter of we kept coming back. You know, it's it's it was either her or I. You know. In a way, in a very subtle way, it was always coming back. But yeah, back to the, you know, to understanding this, right? People that are not taking time to understand their, their unconsciousness or their habits, what I have begun to realize about myself is that I like to take events and I like to take moments. And I like to give them meaning more than what they are. And and the strange thing is, you know, I caught myself doing it today. Right? I caught myself doing it today. I said, oh, you know what? You know, she's probably coming back in my life because... You know, we're supposed to be together, right? And then that's when I was like, aha, <laughs> you know, I caught myself, right? I caught myself making, analyzing a moment, analyzing a, a trend to mean something more than it was. You know, again, it's not like these people, these women 
are bad people. They're not bad people. Individually, they're all great. They're all, you know, we all, you know, I care about them, you know, and I know they care about me. It's just, we're all trying to work through our shit, man. (laughs) We're all trying to work through our shit. And... It, it it got to the point that I had to just take, you know, me catching myself in this, I finally realized that, you know, there's something deeper going on within myself about why I hate potentials, right? Because... If there's a trigger within me, it reveals something about how there's something deeper within my childhood. Something happened. I know there's something happened. It, and I, I really can't, I don't understand where it comes from about why I loathe um, things that have potential and then they don't fulfill themselves. I don't know what it is, but there is something in there, right? Because honestly, it it would make sense of everything around my entire being right my my fear of abandonment my fear of you know the the anxiety the the clinginess the everything would explain the negative qualities of myself right you know why i hate the term friendship you know why i loathe friendship with women you know what I mean? Why I hate women that don't know what they want. They don't know what they're doing with themselves in terms of um, on a romantic level, you know. It's not them. You know, that that's something that I had to finally push into my brain. It's not them. It It really isn't them. I mean... Sure, there can be moments that maybe this person, this girl, whatever, you know, treated me badly. That's fine. You know, that's fine. That that can be, that can be an actual event. But in this case, in all of these cases, in all of these potentials, right? I'm not talking about a specific girl here. Um, it has always been my own fault in placing the weight on someone else to validate my own being. And that's why I hated, you know, I hated the term being friends. I hated the the idea of it. Right? I hated the idea of it because what it was saying to me was this, I don't think that you're worthy enough to be in a relationship with me. Right? That's that's how I always interpret it, and that's something that I never really told anybody, you know? Because that's what it was saying to me, right? That you're not worthy enough to be in a relationship with me, right? That's all I heard when I heard, you know, be friends, take it slow. That's all I heard, right? That's it. That's all I heard. It was it would be hard it would be hard to convince me anything less 
of anything less than that. Right? Now, it's possible. Now, here's the thing that I didn't understand. That I'm beginning to understand. Right? One, it's fine. It can be true that the person doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. That's okay. And that's something I had to tell myself. That's okay. And it's okay because your value doesn't change regardless. And once I started putting myself in that mindset, you know, at least now I try to sustain that mindset, you know. And if I catch myself not sustaining that kind of mindset, you know, that I am valued no matter what, right? No matter if the person wants to be friends or not friends, I don't need that validation, right? You know, I am, you know, value, <laughs> essentially, right? Everybody, that's what everybody needs to tell themselves, essentially, is, you know, I am value. And if you truly value yourself, you know, what people say, what people do, it, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, it, it shouldn't matter if she doesn't know what she wants. It shouldn't matter if she's still, you know, kind of lost within herself. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it doesn't diminish. And, and because if she wants to be friends, it doesn't diminish your value. You know, and it doesn't also diminish their value. Right. And that's, you know, that's where I went wrong with a lot of these women. Um, and, and it's still crazy to me when I look back historically, like the world just keeps bringing me back, just keeps bringing me the same, the same type, you know, the same type. And they, they always arrive so differently, so sporadically, so out of nowhere. It, it's, it's the same literally the same they pre they present themselves in the same manner every time um but here's the thing right what i finally i i usually take these things as a bad sign right if i if i see another woman with the same qualities. I, I usually take it as a bad sign. And I usually run away from it. And I think that that has been the exact problem. That I've been doing all my life. Is that these women are examples. Are. Finally things that I've had to. Like I need to come face to face. With it. Right. And, and thankfully, you know, because, you know, the universe just keeps sending me, you know, women like this, you know, likes to remind me that I need to come face to face with the things that I reject about myself, right? And I, I think, you know, honestly, on a deep level, most people probably don't 
most people only see things externally. You know, they look at, oh, this woman did this to me, and this woman did that, and I did this, and yada, yada. You know. But when you really, really look deep into it, even psychologically, it's, you know, I know for a fact a therapist would tell me that these women are just representations of everything I loathe about myself, you know, because it also would reveal that there are some aspects of me that doesn't know, that is completely lost, that is, um, you know, hurting, really hurting somewhere. And, you know, those women kind of come along. You know, at least the, the, the universe represents and brings those women to confront me. To see within myself that when I reject them, I reject myself, really. Right? Or when I loathe them, I loathe myself. Right? And it's this constant reminder that when I can grow past this, the only way to ever go past this, the only way to ever stop the repetition, right, is to finally face, come face to face with the lack of certainty that I have within myself, the lack of knowing um, you know, and fear at the same time, right? Because also a lot of these women are they're also kind of, you know, they're scared. They're um You know, they're, they're a little bit insecure in the sense of, like, they, they just, they don't want to, you know, it's just, they don't want to, they don't want to go into the unknown, you know? And that's something that would make me so upset. You know, it's, it's like, why wouldn't you want to go into the unknown? Why don't you want to try this? Why don't you want to just... You know, see if it works. Just see if we work out. You know, that's it. Just see it. Um, but now, now I've begun to realize. You know, now I've begun to realize that it's, it's not, it's, it's really me in this, in this sense. You know, it's really me that is afraid of the unknown, right? In a very paradoxical way, it's afraid of the unknown, right? I mean, even look at it this way. <laughs> it, I, I, this is going to be a very strange way to put it. 
But if you look at it this way, it, would, it makes much more sense, even to myself. When a woman that I feel that I have a potential with, right, or that we should have a potential to be together with, um, that doesn't become fulfilled, right? For them, that becomes the unknown, right? They'll never know what that could be, right? I'll never know what that could be. But what's really unknown for me is now what do I do with myself, right? Because this potential isn't happening, so now what do I do with myself? That is the real unknown. What do I do with myself? And that's where I have placed all the wrong priorities, all the wrong love, all the wrong weight on people and on not on myself. And I believe that's why I have had a I have received a historical repetition of women that come periodically throughout my life to remind me that you can't keep doing this to yourself. You can't keep placing women on these pedestals. Whether you believe that there's potential in them or not, you can't keep doing this to yourself. And you can't keep basing your worth on what they think or what they are pursuing. You can't keep basing that off of them, right? And also, you know, to come to grips with the idea that as much as you think you are unafraid of the unknown. The most unknown that you are afraid of is your own self. Right. And so, this, <laughs> yeah, this this is a this is the tough one. This is a tough one because. I've, you know, yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a tough one. It's a tough. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have much to say, honestly. I think, you know, it's it's very clear. It's you know, it's a, it's a fresh, it's a fresh wound. To look into in a courageous way. It's a fresh wound to look into face to face. But I, you know, the thing is, you, I know I have to do it. I have to do it if I want things to be different. I have to. Because if I don't, then, you know, what am I doing really? I'm just, I mean, I'm just talking out of my ass every time I tell somebody. You know, or give advice to somebody else, you know. You know, if I tell someone that they need to do the work, look, I'm doing the work too, you know. I'm, I'm facing 
what I don't like to face. And, and I would say this is one of the biggest ones. One of the biggest ones. Because I've centered it completely around my life. Right? I really have. Really have. Really have. And so now it's like, you know, you can tell when you're getting, you're making progress because your ego hates it. Right? Your conscious ego hates it. Absolutely hates it. It, it like builds a complete resistance to it, right? It wants to blame. It wants to point a finger at everything else but you. You know, and, and maybe, you know, and, you know, I know some people and some friends of mine, they will still say, you know, some of these women were shitty and they used me for their own emotional support and all this other stuff, you know. I know my friends will say what they want to say. But I know deep inside, right, that whether or not I was used, it all, it's a matter of perspective, right? You become used when you place yourself in a state of lacking, right? But when you place yourself in a state of not lacking and then emotionally support someone else, well, then you're not being used. You know what I mean? And so that's where I've begun to also shift my perspective, right? Where I've begun to... You know, talk to any woman in my life, whatever, you know, any encounter, whatever they may, that may arise, that I'm not going to use them. I'm not going to aim to gain anything out of them, right? No more, right? That's the, that's the one big change, right? I'm not going to aim for anything else anymore. Um... Yeah, that's it. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing that. And I will catch myself maybe slipping up sometimes, but I'm not doing that anymore, right? And once I stop doing that, I'm not being used. I'm not being nothing. They're not using me. They're just, they're people that, they're just like everybody else, you know? I need emotional support too. It's, 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 you know, it's the same shit. But when you place yourself in a, in a state of, I don't really, I'm not in a state of lacking because I have it, I have it within myself. And then you support them for what they need. That's not being used. But if you're placing yourself in a state of lacking, trying to gain something from them, but they need something from you, and they can't give it to you, what, what, you know, what you need, then yeah. Of course, you're being used in that sense. But really, it translates to you being, you know, you're, you're used because you have placed yourself in a state of lacking. That, that's really it. It's because you put yourself in this false idea that you need something, right? You need something outside of yourself. 
and that's where you went wrong, right? And so in a sense, you're actually using yourself. You have betrayed yourself. You're abusing yourself, really, right? It's the individual can, you cannot control what the, what the individual does, but you can definitely control your perspective, your emotions, right? Your emotions are always your own. They're never what anybody else does to you. They're never what anybody else in, in provokes within you. Your emotions are always your own. But re emotions are at the same time great revealers about who you really are. Right? And that's something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about. You know, why... Why is it that these women make me angry? Why is it that these women make me frustrated? Why is it why do they, you know, take me on a roller coaster of emotions? Why do I feel anxiety, fear, you know, all these things? Why do I feel all these things? And when I dive deeper into it, right, like just as I've done in this, you know, kind of podcast, um, I began to see a very clear picture. A more clear picture of who who is the Javier hidden beneath all that exterior you know what what am I what is what is the real self hiding behind and and that's when I get a better picture of who I am and once I get a picture of who I am now I can finally change something and this is the beginning of change you know this is it. Here it is. It's all a matter about how I find it, how I begin to see who I really am. And then, and of course it's going to hurt, and of course it's going to be painful, but I have to do it. I have to, if I want to stop this repetitions in my life. But anyways, I, I got to go. <laughs> I really tried not to make this one too long, but I just, you know, again, it seems like these are just getting longer by the fucking day. And I usually try to do them in the mornings, but, you know, I gotta get ready for work and shit, so. <sighs> Anyways, um, for those that listen, I hope you guys have a good day. Um, I hope I have a good day. Um, and, you know, I hope that these things are insightful. You know, I hope people take these things that I'm saying and, you know, they look inside themselves, you know. I feel like if something is sparked an emotion inside of you, that means there's something within yourself that you're hiding, you know. And to dig deeper into that, you know, I think that's what diving into the feeling really means because we always avoid it. And so in essence, we always avoid ourselves, our true selves. And I think that's why we never change, truly. We just create this false idea of change. But anyways, I'm going to go. All right, bye.